Hi, it's Editing Jack at the start of the podcast. This episode is going to have swearing in it, as are all future episodes of the podcast, probably. As in, we're not removing it. Just be aware of that. We're not... We're going to try and keep it, like, fairly low-level swearing. But, you know, everyone has different standards of what each swear word is. So, please do enjoy, but please be aware there is going to be swearing in this episode. Welcome to the Two Dimensionals podcast. Um, I'm Jack. And I'm Marcus Johnson. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, one of us is, is clearly a little bit under the weather. Yeah, uh, one of us is currently hugging an off-brand bottle of Pepsi. Um, <laughs> and, genuine... and the other is feeling under the weather. <laughs> um, no, it's technically fine um it's it's just a combination of it being genuinely quite warm outside and i think my body attempting to either is either just burning a lot to stay alive or burning a lot to try and kill a virus or a bacteria or some shit right um yeah it is it is very warm today um, it's like the warmest it's been yet this year, I think. Oh, I swore a second ago, and that's really bad. Um, I'll pick it up in post. Oh dear. We can fix everything in post. Oh, God. Sorry. Actually, I'm just... I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the uh, no swearing tag off and just <laughs> be done with it. I don't care. This isn't... Yeah, just do it. Whatever. It's... We're not professionals here. Let's yeah. Nah. Uh... I there are I think there are some words that are just like off the table entirely from the platform we're hosting, um, we're hosting on, um, but like I don't use any of those words. Uh, oh, the the the, the no no words. There's like three words I think you'd be the obvious ones. I imagine. Yeah. Um, he says only really remembering two of them. Um, like bomb. Oh, oh, Marcus, we're gonna get uh, kicked no, I'm off. Sorry. Now I gotta I'm edit sorry. that out with a big old bleep. <sighs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we're 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 back after what a week or two two, two weeks. Uh, because two weeks, last Monday I also wasn't up to it. Um, was that when you had Corona? Uh, no, no, I had Corona. A, week and a half ago. Oh, well, um, around about then, then. Uh, yeah, no, because no, we... Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Um, I have yet to have Corona. Uh, you go, go get it now, so that we can um, tallen the curve. <laughs> tallen the curve? I couldn't remember what the opposite of flatten was. Oh, Oh yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, oh. Can I can I talk about something kind of uh dumb with Corona at the moment? Uh, uh, yes, of course. Um. So there's okay. Um. Okay. I was about to say it's like no offense to anyone on my course, but I remember I'm quitting my course. <laughs> so there's a group chat for my course, and yes. One of the women on it. Uh, sorry, I say one of the women. That's not me being sexist. Everyone but me is a woman. So when I say it's... one of the women, I mean 
not including myself, but I wouldn't be talking about myself in this context. I know this makes no sense. So... Yeah, wait, I love. I just want to explain this to anyone who's listening. You're on a, what is it, a single mother's I, teaching okay. assistant so, Okay, sorry, okay. Let's, let's scroll, roll back a bit here. So I am on a <laughs> uh, course to become a teaching assistant. Now, as far as I am aware, uh, this so this course is run by the Job Centre, and you know, between the Job Centre and uh, a college in my area. And... Basically, it was primarily the funding was for, and by primarily I mean only, for single mothers, as far as I'm aware. So, um, women with children without husbands. Now, I I, I got on this course um, because as far as I'm aware, it was just a thing. It was like, there was some slight oddness to how they were doing applications that got me onto the course so anyway everyone but me is a mother <laughs> um uh so yeah anyway so most of makes them makes for interesting conversation i'm sure uh, most of them very like very smart people lovely like genuinely super nice and to be mm. clear this person i'm talking about isn't like a bad person. She's just I, I don't know how many kids she has, but they're young, so terrible. And if I were her, I'd also be going insane. Um, <laughs> but she was like, "Oh no! Like as of this Thursday, the government is gonna stop sending out ambulances to anyone with corona. They're just gonna like the if you call the hospital saying you have symptoms of corona, they're just gonna tell you to stay at home." And even if you're having breathing troubles, they're going to try and tell you to deal with it at home. And you'll have to make your own way to hospital if you need it. So they're just putting out a kill order on everyone who's got corona, like severe corona symptoms. I knew it. And I'm like... I knew it. Uh, I don't know where you've heard this from. Someone immediately, within like 30 seconds, called her out on this. And she was like... <laughs> Oh no, I've I've stopped listening to the news, so I only hear what I see on Facebook. And I'm like, do not share this. <laughs> like, you're just causing a panic. Stop <laughs> it. Because it's like, I have now, uh, it wasn't for myself, but I've now been to a hospital and I've seen what's happening for it to go into hospital if you have symptoms of corona. Oh, how bad is it? Oh, it's like I assume in some areas it's a lot better, but I, I imagine up where you are, it's probably better. But where I am, because it's like so dense and like hospitals, as far as I'm aware, are already sort of at their limits. Yeah. Um. Down in London, we. There was like, um, the, the person who I was at the hospital with, uh, like quite severe symptoms, trouble breathing, like throwing up. Uh, I think it took them like 15 minutes after arriving at A&E to get inside and seen. And it's like, I know it's not terrible, but like, when it's a case of like how bad it was, it was looking, I was like, oh, they can't even prioritise him because it's like, yeah, it's a case of anyone who has corona could suddenly get that bad. And it's just a thing of 
there's no way of being fair about it. It's just a case of turn by turn. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is fifteen minutes that bad? From like uh, no, but it's one of those things of as far as I'm aware, under normal circumstances, there. Oh no, it wasn't inside. He we had to wait outside. Because oh. obviously there's a limited amount of space inside, and you don't want people yeah. like crammed in together. Because I don't know if you've been right. to an A and E at like a busy, a busy time. Oh, it's horrible. But it's like if one person in there has something infectious, everyone in there is gonna get it very quickly. Because it's just like you got cram everyone in. So with um, the thing going on, so it wasn't like terrible waiting times, but it's like. Mm. If it's an emergency, with with yeah. the situation, it I like in an ideal circumstance, it would have been okay. That guy is clearly about to like pass out. Get him in now. Yeah, but that's not really an option. Um, so this thing of like this person trying to panic everyone else, it's just like no, stop it. That's not helping. Not helping. What are you? possibly trying to achieve it wasn't even like okay here's what you can do instead of those things it was very much just governments put down a kill order it's just trying to cause panic and it's so clearly trying to do that it's just like stop yeah I mean see see when she says that she gets all her uh, information from Facebook uh, (laughs) I kind of think well I'm I'm kind of not too dissimilar with how I am at the moment because all all my information from news just comes from the people around me, like uh, you guys are my flatmates. Yeah, because I don't I don't listen or watch the news anymore. So I'm like, you can't you could all be lying to me. Corona could be a myth. <laughs> we would like to state this for the record now: the Two Dimensionals podcast firmly believes that Corona is real. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, it no, like I, I'm also not in a good position, but it's like there's an amount of common sense you have to apply to the news that just a lot of people don't do, and it's so mm. aggravating because it's because um, uh, were you there yesterday? Uh, when uh, talking to some friends, and it was brought up that uh, there was some like stuff coming from like. 4chan and I can't remember exactly what it was because it was very brief but they mentioned 4chan and reddit and I was like oh yeah oh you Don't can't say that 4chan like because their social media of choice for a, the radius for a long time was tumblr and it always aggravates me when people are like oh, oh no reddit and 4chan are so bad and it's like as someone who has like been uh, quite who's quite into reddit and tumblr I can mm. tell you this is a fact. They are equally bad. See, I, I, I used to be... Yeah, I used to be very into all that kind of stuff. But it's it's just echo chambers. Just any echo chamber yeah, is going to be terrible. Yeah, that's the thing. Terrible. It's, a lot of people inside these echo chambers refuse to admit they're inside an echo chamber. Like, Reddit does it, for, like, sort of interestingly, which is it acknowledges it's inside an echo chamber and so pretends mm. it's outside of its echo chamber. But then, as it turns out, it's got an echo chamber inside of an echo chamber. Yeah, because it's, it's, just... it's got a meta echo chamber. 
Yeah. And it's just the most frustratingly weird thing about Reddit. Um, People, the internet is terrible. Yeah, uh, but so is most news journalism. So, or mo- most journalism. Because that's the other thing. It's like, I've tr- been trying to keep up with the news on this stuff, and so much of it is just junk. It's, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't... Sorry, go on. No, no, you continue. I was just going to say, yeah, like, I mean, all that I've really heard is just stuff about Corona, actually. I mean, I've heard no other news. I'll be honest, just no other news. Well, yeah, because it's difficult for other news to happen at the moment because it's so full of Corona. It's like, oh, what was it? The, um... Oh, no, okay, I'm not even going to say it because I can't verify it as a fact. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's very likely not true. Um, but no, it's... Yeah, I genuinely so, haven't heard anything. It's like the most non-news thing I've heard recently is that Boris went to hospital and that was for yeah. Corona. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just so, like, I don't know. Um, but no, it's... I know one of our mutual friends is very against journalists. He doesn't agree with it as a profession. And I'm just like... As a profession? No, he just thinks it's a useless job. Oh. And it's... Well, the thing is, I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then he explained it, and I was like, I can't necessarily argue with that. Because it's... Because it's all just... (laughs) It's... Because obviously it's, you it's... can't just have like news out of thin air that's like unbiased. Yes. But I am having a really tough time finding unbiased news. It's everything is like uh, because I was like, okay, because there's like those charts you'll find online of like this is left leaning, this is right leaning, like this is true high quality journalism. This is false, yeah. low-quality journalism. And the thing is, I was looking at those, and I was like, man, that centre there sure does have a strong like left or right leaning to it. Mm. And it's, none of these are like good quality. And I'm just like, sorry, do I have to like go find the news for myself in the real world? Is that you have to create the news, Jack? <gasps> That's what you have to do. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna. Um, I genuinely can't think of anything I would get in the news for other than like going out and committing a crime, and I don't want to say I'd go out and commit a crime. Going out and socialising <laughs> with more than three people. <laughs> it's no, it's not more than three people, as far it's as more I'm than aware. Two, isn't it? No, no, as far as I'm aware, it's as many people are as in your house is how many you can socialise. So if you've, say, crammed a hundred people into your house and they all live there, Mm. you can socialise with a hundred people. Just in general? Yeah, but you can't... As long as you live in the house with them... Oh, okay. So, because you're in a flat... Yeah, of course. And so you all share a kitchen, I assume... So anyone who you share a kitchen with, you can go outside and spend time with. 
Well, of course, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's other people. I mean, but kind of like, I, I assume, does your flat only have one kitchen, or is it? Yeah, it only has one okay. kitchen. I wasn't sure. It's Lincoln. All the houses there are really fucking weird. Um, see, in my head, I just saw that, and I'm like, oh, I should like note that down so I know where to edit, and I'm just not editing it out. We're free now. Yeah. We, we have been unconstrained ah. by the chains of uh, the watershed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't want to talk about Corona anymore. No, I'm fair enough. It. Um, it's... What do you want to talk about? I've talked for a while. You do some talking. All right. Um, well, I guess uh, I'll talk about kind of like the week that I've had or some interesting stuff that has happened. Just talk or... about your week, Marcus, because I know you struggle to talk about interesting things. Oh, I want to be angry, but, but I can't fault you. <laughs> I've been doing taxes, Walsh. Oh. I've been doing taxes for the first time in my life. Ah, oh, because that's a thing you have to do, because you're freelance and whatnot, right? I am freelance now, yeah. so... Also, you are... No, the company you're working for is based in the UK, or is it based... No, it's Daybreak. It's based in um, America. Yeah, okay. Because I don't know... Because I know tax law with that stuff gets real weird... Oh, I, I, if you just get paid, it doesn't matter. It, I think it's on their end if they're paying me. I think they have that's... to pay taxes, but I think yeah. you have to declare it as income that's been paid to a different government. Well, she can't, you're complicating stuff. <laughs> um, no, because I, I, a big part of the reason I didn't want to go freelance in the end, um, or, well, I mean... Taxes? Uh, yeah, it was taxes, genuinely, because I was like, there is so much complicated stuff going on with taxes. Um, I, mean, I think it's it's not that bad. It's it's not that bad. Uh, in, um, in the UK, it's a lot better than in other places. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, uh, all right, the, the, the gov.uk website is brilliant. Like, it's it's so good. Like a, just as like a resource. Oh if you really want yeah, to no, no. Check on anything because the thing is, the um, our tax system is very much there to get you to pay tax, but really doesn't like punishing people for not paying taxes properly. It's as really far nice. as I'm aware, it's if you, I believe you can't if you pay the wrong taxes, they're just sort of like, hey, we think you paid your taxes wrong can you try and correct this? And you can be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I did my best. Please help. <laughs> um, and then yeah. it sort of becomes an issue because I think then they keep an eye on your finances for like several years, mm. but not in like a bad way, just in like a, this guy's you a bit... need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> So don't go buying drugs with your company card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, taxes. That's been fun and uh, very boring. A, a learning experience, at any rate. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I've been I've been getting into pen paling. I've I've already told you this. Yeah, you have. But I I love it. it it's, it's actually brilliant. 
like obviously it's all online nowadays so you can do kind of like letters if you want um but it's brilliant i've, I've just been uh, getting in contact with so many different people uh different countries uh where we got uh, we got bulgaria poland uh us mexico um south africa and it's just really interesting learning about different people's culture um I learned about uh, oh, in South Africa they have a uh, delicacy, a um, a curry delicacy called a, um, oh, a, a something bunny, a bunny loaf, uh, something like that, where, where they basically hollow out kind of like a, a white, a white bread roll. Vaguely aware of this, and they put they they just put curry in it. <laughs> That's, that's like one of their cuisines. It's just oh, no, because that's not a rare thing to do. It was... What? No, it was like, um, you would... Uh, um, I only really know this from, like, cooking shows. But right. a thing that was quite big in Europe up until, like middle of the industrial revolution is what i remember like not like maybe even late industrial revolution was that you would go to a bakery you would buy a loaf of bread um and then if you had money to buy things other than bread uh instead of say trying to use cutlery um like or like or plates and bowls you would use the um crust of the bread as like uh, dishware, uh, right? I mean, I guess, I, I guess it makes sense. It's but just... as a way of, um, and this I can't find, and this one I've learned, I learned through Critical Role, and I did research it briefly, but couldn't find anything. Was that for a long time you would like very poor people, like homeless, um, in like pre-industrial revolution. Um, would mega poor people? Then. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure how money works pre-industrial revolution. <laughs> um, it was but all no, barring. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I I always assume the industrial revolution is when society started, and it's not the best way of thinking about the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't really understand how things worked before the internet. But I just assume there is no world prior to... It's why I prefer uh, sci-fi settings than fantasy settings. Because I'm just like, well, how did you know when to meet up if you didn't have, like, phones or a a telegram? But how do you tell them? Do you just set when you're going to meet next when you meet the first time? What if you forget? Do you just stop knowing each other? How do you know when to go to bed when the the the, the numbers on the clock don't even show? How, what? I, Marcus, are you high? It's crazy. Marcus, what? if the numbers are van- about alarm clocks, if the numbers are vanishing from your clocks, either go to hospital or get a new clock. I'm talking about analog and digital. Marcus, Jack. if the numbers disappear from an analog clock. Something they weren't there gone in the first place. Ferri- Are the hands still there, Marcus? Yes. Do I know which? Where's the top of the clock? I, 
Probably. Why are we talking about this? Because you said disappearing numbers. You had a problem with that. No, what I mean is... Okay, so, it's like pre-industrial revolution times. Yes. Somewhere between Jesus and the invention of the steam engine. You're, like, hanging with your mates. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll see you sometime in the future. And then you walk off. And then as you're walking off, you realise, oh, I didn't set a specific time in the future when to meet again. When do you then meet those people again? Whenever you desire. No, but, like, they don't know when to meet you. Do you just show up at their house and be like, yo, I'm here now. Let's chill. Yeah. It's, it's something I that hate I think, the past. <laughs> I think it's something that a lot of, like, uh, older people, like, uh, find, like, weird now that you can't just kind of, like, go to some. It's weird to, like, go to someone's door and just be like, hey, let's, let's hang out. Because if if, if 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 I was to do that now, just like knock on someone's door, like knock on a neighbor's door, and just be like, "Hey, do you want to come outside if, to a barbecue?" If, if you randomly knocked on my door, I would punch you in the face. I'd be I would, worried for my health. I would freak out. Just any kind of interaction that is not planned in advance. It's Ill. yeah. I I get like I. I, I, I had, oh, Christ, this is a pretty dumb story. But I had quite a good friend for a while. Um, and basically, we stopped being friends because I got, and I'm realizing now this is pro- probably the start, this is probably like an indication of the start of my current mental problems. But she was like, okay, we're going to hang out at this time. And I took so long getting red. I was like, okay, it's going to take me like. 10 minutes to get ready and then it's like a 40 minute trip out there and so I was like okay I'll give myself 50 minutes from the time blah 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 blah. anyway two things go wrong first it takes me 20 minutes to get ready I exit my house I check the maps I put I double check the address I've gotten the address wrong it's gonna take me an hour and 20 to get there I'm gonna show up like 40 minutes late you know what I do? Like it. No, I message them and tell them I'm sick. <laughs> just last. A man of class. I'm just like, I cannot stand the idea of getting there 40 minutes late. And my butt, like, I wasn't necessarily lying. I got such a stomach ache from it. Just the stress of having taken an extra 10 minutes to get ready and having gotten the distance to get there wrong that mm. my stomach starts hurting I'm like screw it, I'm just not going to go so anyway, two weeks later she messaged me again being like hey, do you want to go to this thing? just because it's just like the two of us this is like a group of her friends right, yeah Um, and I'm like, okay going to get there, going to do the thing and this time I screw up real bad because this time I get a message that's like, hey, are you coming to this? And I'm like, I'm like reading. I'm like, that's that's very like accusatory tone. I mean, I thought I was because I was like getting ready, and it turns out that 
this one was an hour earlier than the previous time. I assumed it was going to be at the same time, and I just had not bothered to fully read the message. Deary me. Uh, and so I lied again and said I couldn't make it for other reasons. And she's never talked to me since. That's the thing. That's the two two times. If you do it two times in a row, they start to question. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, do I message them and just tell them how awkward I am? And I was like, no. I sort of had this weird veneer of not being the worst person. And it's like... Oh, no, no, I am the worst person. Oh, that's a bad check. But it's all I know how to do. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you both pre- pre- prepared, like, a, a, another lie section. Another... I uh, I have. This one is slightly excellent. better than uh, last week's. Um, I enjoyed last week's. Yeah. Um, the week before. I, I, I've slightly restructured it. I'm still trying to work out how I want to do it um of course uh another uh, sorry sorry. uh, another thing that was uh that i I learned about uh is googie you ever heard of googie jack oh okay i want to try and guess what googie is because yeah. yeah um okay in my head i'm imagining it's some sort of asian food that when it got brought to europe I'm assuming that laugh means I'm very off, so I'm assuming it's like maybe actually an artist. But what I'm imagining is like some sort of sushi-esque rice dish, but it's like in a sphere, and it's like oddly sweet and chewy, but like not super sweet, but just like sweeter than rice normally is. Actually sounds delicious. Uh, you're making me think of it as a food now, googie. Okay, yeah. what actually is googie? Uh, googie is a it is kind of like an art style, or or kind of like um, uh, it's referenced a lot in kind of like architecture. Is um, this like what where the Guggenheim gets its name from? Guggenheim. That's that's a lie. That that makes no sense. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Well, it's it's it, it, the style is kind of like the Jetsons. Wait, hang on, sorry. Um, is it G U G G E N H E I M? G. No, sorry. O G I E. I am. G double O G I E. Wait, G double O. So more like yes. Google than. Yeah. Okay. It's it's. I, I don't know, it's hard to explain it in terms of visual style, but if anyone's ever seen the Jetsons, or it's it's kind of like these big shapes and kind of like retro sci-fi. It's, it's what in the 70s or the 60s, or oh, actually I think it was like the 40s, maybe. Um, oh, okay. They like imagined what the future would be and Usually, uh, the Googie style was kind of like that. Right, a, a lot of Googie it, architecture. Is, a lot, is... a lot of it looks like. It, I've just searched it up on Google. It looks like yeah, what I would imagine if the ability to produce things was just made much larger. I guess is what it looks like. Then probably there's 
Because yeah, it's all these like big domes that would be like impractical with current with like the technology of the time and even now would be fairly tricky just from like the art of it. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of curves, very curvy style. It's it's like someone is trying to trick aliens into thinking there's already yes. aliens here. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I, I learned about that, and, and I thought it was pretty cool. Because um, I really like this style, and I'm really glad you've told me what it is, because I've uh, for the... Yeah, uh, I didn't realise it did. I went just for, like, retro-futuristic is always what I thought of it as, but that tends yeah. to be, like, this huge area. Um yeah. But for the uh, for the uh, Starfinder campaign, one of the games I wanted to run, like I needed a bit, uh, I tend to have like, what are they like mood boards for like the style of thing mm. I'm running, and this was kind of a big part of what I wanted. Uh, one of the games down the line to have on the mood board. Yeah. So this yeah. is a <laughs> genuinely quite useful thing. There we go. Yeah. We don't, this this podcast has has been useful in in, what, in what? regards. I don't know. I I also watched uh, Your Name, which is a, 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 a Japanese anime film. It came out a couple of years ago. It's very good. Very it's, good. Very beautiful. Has it become more popular again recently? I doubt it. I mean, it was popular when it came out. Because be I, I could have sworn in like the last two months I've heard of this like several times, but then before that I've never heard of it. It's probably from me, look at that. Nah, not from you. I don't listen to you except on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, banter. Very, very beautiful. Maybe cry a lot, as films often do, because I have a a complete baby. Oh no! It's I I, I uh, maintain my air of manliness by simply not watching any film I suspect will make me cry, which means I can't watch films with dogs in them. Uh, oh, the old Marley and Me dilemma. Uh, never watch Marley and Me because it's got a dog in it. Um, Scooby Doo. <laughs> like, I ain't going. I ain't going near that. No, because Scooby Doo's like I look at Scooby and I'm like. It's that style where I'm like, that's less dog and more ink made sentient. Uh, it, I think it has to be like real dogs. Um, also, uh, hand drawn animation dogs, fine. Throw them down some yeah. stairs, go nuts. Like, 101 I... Dalmatians, don't care about them. Like, oh, no. put them in a blender, done. Uh, <laughs> that would be an awful job as an animator. <laughs> no, no, no. You do one frame of there being a small Dalmatian pup in a blender, and the second frame is red in a blender. It's fine. Just tween between the two. <laughs> no, 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 no tweening. Just a straight cut between dog and red. Uh. Um... But no, it's like, wow. even CG, I'm just like, nope, that's got a dog. Can't handle that dog. 
Um, oh. Man, I really don't. I my, my brain's like going to all the like possible paths of like dogs that you can't watch films with. Because I'm like the live action Scooby Doo films. That's fine because Scooby in that to me is still hand drawn, even though he's like in the CG style. All uh, right. Yeah. Um, but like. See, I remember, I remember watching the original uh, Scooby-Doo uh, CGI Mystery of Skull Island. Is that, is that what it's called? Um, the one with uh, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, I think it might be Monster Island. Monster Island. Because yeah. the second one was called Monsters Unleash. Yes. Oh, I want to say it was like Spooky Island. <laughs> Spooky. Let's uh, just call it yeah, Scooby-Doo and the Spooky Island. Yeah. I, I watched that like thirty times or something. Oh, I love that film. Ridiculous! It's so good. It. I love it. I, I know some people will say it's like. Oh no, it's not actually like. I've had conversations about this. Like maybe uh, about a half dozen. I've had like a dozen conversations about this in the, over the last four years, and it's just a thing of like. I get why some people don't like it, and I tend to play along, but I think that film is a work of art. It is. It's just brilliant. I think all the characters are just portrayed really well. Shaggy and Scooby are great. Yeah. Scrappy Doo is horrible, as he should be. Yeah. Like, oh, I just so so good. I because all all the actors really worked. Uh, I think as yeah. the characters, everyone sounded right. There was a style to it that. I, it wasn't trying to be something it wasn't, and it wasn't try. It wasn't. I wasn't trying too hard. Uh, no. What? What is it? It's because it wasn't. Because like, what's the opposite of trying too hard? It was <laughs> trying not at all. Yeah, it wasn't trying not at all. It was just sort of like. It almost seemed like a film that was just chill to exist and not be like going because yeah. every film feels like it's going for awards and I'm just like mm. don't do not do that just make something that's entertaining because I will still put this out there a film can be art or it can be entertainment it can very rarely be both and I'm fed up of every film being art I I disagree with that but I, I also agree with Every film does not need to be art. It can just be an hour and a half of enjoyment. Yeah, it's but everyone's so focused on getting awards for being like, ah, oh, best picture, most emotion. I don't know if most emotional was award or not. Um, <laughs> that it's like no, just like put a fart joke in there. I don't know. <sighs> have some fun with it. Someone in this in the creation of this film should have had fun. But you clearly haven't. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of films that are just fun. I mean, I think the original Starship Troopers, that to me was best pure fun, best film. It's brilliant. Uh, it is. It is the film I have watched most. Really? Uh, oh yeah. How many times do you think? Oh, 100 plus. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I, I started watching it again, um, because I had it on VHS, so I would just, like, watch it a few times. Same. 
So it's a thing. To be fair, it was also the only VHS I had. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my my movies that I watched over and over were, were basically because they were the only stuff that we actually had. But that I was for like kids. I genuinely love Starship Troopers. It's just a. Uh, it's. It's a bunch of fun. It's a bunch of fun. It's just like. Here's some high quality bunch of fun. Um, yeah. there, there's some like quite brutal moments in it, but it's good. I would like to know more uh, about this film. Uh, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it's a really weird thing to say, but like because of my bad memory, I can tell you almost nothing about my favorite things. It's I've oh. I've read. Alice in Wonderland 30 35 times maybe Wow! and I can tell you what the main character's name is and, that's it. and beyond that <laughs> I have real trouble um, because I also I get, I get Alice in Wonderland and Alice through the looking glass the story's mixed up and so I'm vaguely aware I always remember the Red Queen as being in Alice in Wonderland, but she's not. She's in oh, Through the Looking Are they different? different uh, yeah, stories. the Queen of Hearts is a different character to the Red Queen. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I, don't, I only know Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and no, I, no, I don't even know it that well. Through the Looking Glass is, is a different. I I didn't I wasn't aware of this, but yeah, I, I actually a lot of people just didn't know Alice Through the Looking Glass was a thing. But as it turns out, no, a lot of people think Alice Through the Looking Glass is the same book as Alice in Wonderland, mm. um, because they're both set in Wonderland. But Through the Looking Glass is a bit conceptually no, not conceptually weirder. It's actually weird well okay if if like a clown carrying a cow walks past your window that would be weird in the Alice in Wonderland sense right but if a man in a sharp business suit with like perfectly slicked back hair wearing wellies and carrying the old corpse of a clown walks by that's more the weirdness of through the looking glass it's more More there was a a, it's not even necessarily dark because a dead clown is equally as funny as a clown I'm not saying go out and kill clowns I'm just saying I don't like if, clowns. If you are listening to this and it is the year 2078 and it is indeed the clown apocalypse outside, please go outside. Dude, it's not going to be 2078 by the time the clown apocalypse comes. It's going to be later this year. We're going to have moved through all of the apocalypses by the end of this year. 2020 is just the year we get the apocalypse out of the way. See, from COVID, uh, they're just going to need so much, so many more clowns to come into all the sick kids 
and people in hospital beds. <laughs> just, to, just to like, okay, we got to empty out these hospital beds. What do you do? Send in the clowns. Just like, honk, honk. Ah! Pillow over face. <laughs> and, and that's... And that's how they, they get so many clowns. And then, how do we get rid of the clowns? <laughs> we send joking? in the taxmen. Oh, is it, is it? Is that the Simpsons joke? Where it's like... Um, it's like, you, you get snakes, and then you get like badgers to eat the snakes. But then you need bears to eat the badgers or something. This, this isn't a joke. This is... Um, oh, it's just a... This is just a thing that happens. Oh, um, because I can't remember what the process is called, but there was a thing of um, it when uh, Britain um, owned India. Yeah, that's technically correct. Um, the uh, British wanted the snakes in India gone, so they said, "Right, if you bring us a dead snake, we'll give you some money." Um, and so that went on for a while, the number of snakes reduced, but eventually the British cottoned on to the fact that the people bringing in the most snakes were breeding snakes to bring in for money. Yeah. Um, the British went, okay, we're not doing this anymore. So all of the cobras got released. So there were now more cobras than ever. Um... Now, for the most part, what was done here was they simply reinstated the bring in a cobra, get some money. It was just a lot smaller amount of money. Yeah. But what some places did was simply released a predator of snakes from a different area in the area. So, vicious mongoose. Yeah, so what happened was is so now they had a mongoose in. I, I don't think it was mongoose. I think it was like a kind of bear. Or let's cat. let's say it's. Mongoose. I don't know. Yeah, let's assume it's mongoose. I don't know this well enough. So they released mongoose, and so all the snakes were suddenly gone because there weren't actually enough snakes to warrant the number of mongoose they brought in. It just looked like there were because the snakes were breeding a lot faster in captivity than they were in the wild. So now you have an infestation of mongoose. And I'm going to put this out there. Mongoose are a lot more aggressive than snakes. Because snakes eat a lot slower. And a lot less. Ah. So now you've got mongoose. Now I don't actually know what they brought in to deal with the mongoose problem. But they brought in another creature. And then I believe after that they just went, okay, the mongoose are now gone, but now we've got I don't know, bears. Um, how giant do we deal- pandas. Yeah, so how do we deal with these giant pandas? And they just went, okay, this is dumb. Right, guns, shoot them. Um, <sighs> anyway. Cheery. Yeah, um, but generally speaking, don't uh, pay people... Don't mess with nature. Yeah, don't pay people to like catch snakes for money and then tell them you're not giving them money once you realise they're breeding snakes, because they won't kill the snakes. Um, Alright, well that's my part-time job out the window. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. I mean I was making good I was making good money doing that. Yeah. Um uh, you should note that on your taxes. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Um, um 
I've been, I've been learning anatomy recently. Today I'm You've learning about always learning anatomy. I know it takes a long time. Yeah. It's very complicated. Oh, but wait. I've been learning about the sorry. No, no, the, I was about to ask what are you learning about specifically? Uh the the arm bones. Uh so the radius and the ulna. They're very weird how they work together. Because they like twist over the top of each other. And it's just very strange. But it allows the twist of the wrist and the motion of the arm. It's just very, very interesting. Anatomy is very interesting, but very hard. Um, I, I have tried learning anatomy before, and I just gave up. I, I have a really interesting drawing of bare musculature somewhere. And I hate bear? it. Oh, oh, actual bear? Actual, like, like I have a grizzly bear. Um, yeah, this isn't necessarily related to the uh, human like anatomy I was trying to draw. But do you remember in first year? I remember second the bear, the bear that was yes. never a bear. Um, that genuinely, as it turned out, I could draw eldritch horrors a lot better than I could draw bears. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> it still really concerns me that I can, like, instinctively draw eldritch horrors better than I can draw bears from reference. It's all from experience, isn't it? You you have to draw from observation. (laughs) Genuinely, I'm so concerned, like... Um, What goes on in your head, Jack? Oh, horrors. It's like, if, if someone... If if there is someone out there who can read minds, I am pretty sure I am the world's best defense against them, because the second they try and read my mind, they would just die. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what happened to him? He tried to read my mind or killed him. The horror. <laughs> all all that horror all at once. I had to get used to it over a lifetime. The um, deadly subconscious. You check what. It's yeah. Um well we t- I I wanna take a diversion here, but I keep thinking I keep putting us off track and I don't Right, we were talking about anatomy. Yeah, so I somewhere because I had to draw that bear have a really good um like drawing of like bear musculature, including like the muscles in their face. Alright. Um and then I tried drawing a bear face again. And it looked like a cow. <laughs> Yeah, d- d- doing drawings like that, it's, it's nice, but unless you're, like, practicing, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, you don't take it in. I can draw inorganic things pretty well, but the second I have to draw an organic thing, it becomes monstrous. Tricky, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, is there, has there been anything else in your week or in your life? Uh... There, there are two more things I'd like to talk about. Uh, One is the course I'm on and the fact that I am leaving it. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, because this is a pretty big deal, both like in terms of it's a thing I've been doing since December of last year. Um, so, you know, like five months. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say you have to leave. I, I'd say 
You should complain, but... Um, no, the thing is, is that I am now so far behind, um, because I, 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 I will admit now I have sort of been lying about how this has been going, oh. um, is that I became so stressed about it that getting the work done became near impossible. And I assumed, right. I was assuming for a long time I was just being lazy. It was essentially my thing. I was like, no, no, I could do it if I wanted to. I'm just being lazy and not doing it. Right. And then recently, I've sort of had to come to terms with the fact that, no, no, I can still do everything else in my life fine. So there is something specific to this course that's causing me problems. Bad juju. And so what I'm realising is, it's like, okay, so what are my problems with the course then? And I'm like, okay, the uh, teaching assistant course tutor, she's lovely. She's really helpful. She's been, like, really solid. She's under a lot of stress, but she was working really hard. Um, English and maths teachers, similar. Like, I don't have the best relationship with them. But they're trying hard and they're really like nice people and really helpful. Yeah. But the problem, um, all of the uh, teachers and teaching assistants at the school I was working at, incredibly lovely, very supportive people. Um, even when I wasn't doing the best, great. <laughs> so the thing is, I was like, okay, so why aren't I able to do any of this? And I realised it's because I don't think I'm going to pass. Because the woman who has to do, who does my evaluation at my placement, hates me. And I don't know why. Um, the, yeah. so I, I, I've talked to you about this, haven't I? Uh, yesterday, yes. Oh, okay. A little bit. I can't remember if it was Jake I was talking to again or if it was you. Um, no. But, yes, yeah, so the first time I met her, I... She showed up, she walked into the room, she immediately singled me out. Uh, so she walked in, she said hello, she was like, okay, I need everyone's working. And then by name, she called me out in the class as, I have to hand in my work on time, do it properly, do not leave me waiting till the last minute. And at this point in the course, uh... I had no idea who this woman was. Yeah. Everything I had done had been handed in on time. And I was like, I was like super confident until that moment. And that's when this all died for me. Well, it's such a shame. And now I'm just like, if I had paid for this course, I would be absolutely saying I want my money back because it is yeah. absolutely her fault. It is absolutely unacceptable what she did and I have been like going over in my head of like okay what could have caused her to do that and I'm sort of I'm at this point where I'm like it's because you're a man yeah Jack. that's the thing you're that's, a man among a yeah, group it's, of it's, women I'm like because I yeah, so I think I said this to you yesterday if she'd met me before and hated me fine go for it I'm not the easiest person in the world to like. But I could not remember her face. I have gone through so many people I know. I'm like, okay, 
maybe she's like the parent of someone I know and mm. they've become angry at me. It's like, no. This woman just doesn't like me and I have no idea why. Um, I, well, do, do you really think that you can't like bring bring it back? Like, No, the thing is, she's the only person who can do my evaluation for my course. Uh, that's even assuming... So I haven't had someone come to the course because schools aren't in session, I can't go do my placement, so on okay. and so forth. But the thing is, um, a few weeks back, she sent me a text saying, respond to this or I will assume you are not continuing the course. I responded to it via email because I misread the text. The next day, I responded to it via text message because I was like, okay, I'm going to reread it, double check. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, mate, yeah, problem meant by text. But the email did specifically say I'm responding to the text. Um, haven't heard back from her since. And I'm just like... <sighs> With how far behind in paperwork I am, I've just got no chance. It's and it's very much just like in full knowledge that like I know a lot of people like blame others for their failings. And mm. over the last few years I've been trying to get better at that, to the point where I'm like, I'm actually quite good at this now. It's like I know when a thing is my fault, I know when it's someone else's, or I know when to split the blame. One hundred percent on her. It's like, no, no, there is no other weak link here. That was such a crushing blow to my, like, self-esteem to do this. Self, yeah. Self-esteem might not be correct. But, no, there's just no recovering from that. And it's like, I shouldn't have brushed off at the time. But, yeah, like, clearly I wanted to do this course. I just wasn't doing the bits that I didn't... Because I continued to work at the school. I didn't take any sick days. Uh, because, like, even some days where I was like, okay, no, I need to, like, take a day off. I was like, no, no, I'm going to show up because this is what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. Um, I showed up every day. I showed up three days a week. Uh, even though, uh, towards the end, I realised, oh, I could do two if I wanted to. And I just decided, no, there's, like, uh, no reason, like, doing the paperwork because I can't pass anyway. So... I mean, if if you if you gotta do it, then you gotta say that. So what is it? The sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, or? I'm not I'm not putting in like more effort into this than yeah. needs to be. It's I I've learned what I need to learn, so I am like I know I can work with kids. I know I enjoy working with kids. I know like a lot of the problems of working with kids. I've talked to enough teachers while I was there that it's like okay. That's the difficulty of being a teacher. That's the trick of being yeah. a teacher. It's this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay. As long as you've learned something. Yeah, like and I'm that. like, the whole point of this was that I wanted to know if I could actually go into being a teacher. And what I've learned is that mm. at the moment, for personal reasons, I can't go into teaching. Yeah. But in a like a few years, I can. Because it's purely just, I've got some mental problems going on that I need to deal with first before going into that. And I can um, bring it on, baby. Also, also physical issues. Turns out being a teacher is a lot more uh, physically active. Um, 
and my exhausting. Yeah, my uh, weight is not ideal. Um, So I need to sort that out first. And because the university year of becoming a teacher is a lot more stressful than actually being a regular teacher, um, like post that, I wouldn't make it through the course to become a teacher. Um, So that's a thing I need to deal with. Yeah, I mean, the best of luck in it, really. I mean, it it does suck that you've spent so much time, but as long as you know that this is what you want to do, then I think I think that's valuable because yeah. that's that's kind of what I I learned from university as well. Like I may have spent three years doing something that I didn't necessarily enjoy in the end, but I knew from there where I wanted to go. You know, do you know where you want direction. to go? That's a story for another time. Because <laughs> you're very much. I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just putting, pinning you down now as just being a successful wanderer. It's I am a, a creative wanderer. <clears throat> oh, it's I like because it. you have the skills to just go for a wander and not die. Is like metaphorically speaking, literally. I actually know. Hang on, you're also one of the few people I know who, if they went for a wander in just the actual wilderness, wouldn't immediately die. Um... <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> but I guess it's it. If if you have kind of like a basis in something, or or you have something that you're you're actually good in and that you practiced a lot. Well, here's then... the thing: even outside of that, you still very much put the effort and time in. And it's like for all the skills a person can have, putting in the effort and time is the absolute most important thing. Of course, it is, discipline. Yeah. Is... Um, no, dis- I don't like the term. I don't like using discipline. It's. Oh, I I say that's the term I would use. Um. Because there's right now, sorry, back to Corona. There's like a lot of people being like, okay, if you leave this time without like an additional skill, or without having made something or started a project and finished it, then what you were lacking wasn't time but discipline. And the thing right. is, it's like, no. Get like go go away. If you exit See, this I, time, I kind of get where they're coming from, but the sound but very the elitist. thing is, it's elitist. Yeah, it's yeah. like no, no, that's just you being a dick. It's a thing of most people do not have the level of um. It's focus is the thing. It's. The, drive? Yeah, it's a drive. And the thing is, some people just don't. It's, I have... Oh, there's another thing. I clearly have ADHD. Um, <laughs> I, I Wait, wait. I, I know what this is called. It's called... Um, ah, what is it called? Uh, it, it, it's, it's where you have... You have all, you ne- all that you need, and then uh, there's like something extra... That you you strive towards, like you have all your basic necessities, but then w- once that's done, there's something more. I, I forgot the word for it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Um, Go on. No, sorry. It's it's just a thing. I was like, 
I was like, oh god, what if I'm like, sorry, because recently I was like, oh god, what if I'm depressed? Now, what if that's my issue? And I was looking up the symptoms of depression and then randomly stumbled onto what the symptoms of ADHD are. And I went, oh, you know what? Those are more like the symptoms I have. The depression was just a guessing game of like yeah. fitting my problems into a thing. And I looked at ADHD and went, oh, no, no, no. Those are that's, perfect that's matches. It. I clearly have ADHD. <laughs> Right. I'm like, oh man, that's dumb. <laughs> How? Because um, it, it's slightly, let's say slightly atypical ADHD. It's not, it's um, just, it's ADHD that looks more like laziness than ADHD, but I'm just sort of like, oh, okay, that's how my thought process works. That's how all of mm. my processes of life work. It's like, yeah. oh. I do have I do have the autism, which means I am likely to have ADHD as well. <laughs> like, oh. and I'm like, oh, that's a lot better than because I was like, because I was pretty sure I didn't have depression, just because I was like, it'd be weird if I did. It's like, right? I'm really confident. It's like, arguably overconfident, but like. I mean, it's something. It's something that I think, even if you have like autism and ADHD, you can like combat it, and you can you can tackle it. Um, Especially when you know what it is. ADHD, I think you can tackle autism. I'm still very strongly of the opinion is, depending on your level, near untackleable. It's like yeah, well, it, it depends um, on your level. You, also, yeah. The thing, so tackling it for most people's regard is like fitting into society. With autism, you just can't. Oh, yeah. It's like I mean, you're you're always gonna have autism. It's not yeah, yeah, but it's like a thing of no, you gotta find a really weird niche and then just sort of like uh, you have like if society is a sphere in a square in like a square box, then you have to like make yourself padding holding the sphere in place. You can't just be inside the sphere. You can get um, some silicone. Yeah, it's like you like if you have autism, it's like be the packing peanuts. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's like a really weird thing to say, but it's like yeah, generally speaking, <laughs> that's what I've been good at for like the last five or six years. Yeah. It's the core concept failing horribly, getting everyone else to the core concept. I'm quite good at. Um, just like See, uh, on the lines of like um, self well self improvement and like learning new stuff and that because um, I've been thinking about that a lot recently and about like how how some people like really have that drive and others uh, maybe like don't so much and I think a lot of people who are quite yeah elitist will be like you have to live your best life. You have to achieve something and, you know, just be the best you can be. And I think, I think a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of people like live different lives and it's, it's not, it's neither wrong or right if, if you want to, you know, achieve, if, if you want to achieve something. No, see, here's my, here's my thing with drive. It's like, 
a lot of people are like, oh no, I have drive. It's like having drive isn't a case of like um, not wanting to or wanting to. It's a thing of like you either do it or you don't. And it's like, no. Like the reason you have drive is because whenever you tried something when you were younger, you just got it. When other... The thing I've always noticed with people without drive tend to have been the people who hit a lot of points where they just couldn't continue with a thing because something got in the way. Um, ah, I think in, that's the opposite, though. No, no, it's... So, the thing is, someone without... Dr- mm, no. Because the thing it's, I've always... It's the failures, isn't it? Here's the thing. It's people My failures... No, see, when I fail... Sorry, okay, so this is the thing. It's always rich kids with drive is the thing. Like, the ones who are just sort of, like, pushing ahead, always doing something, are, generally speaking, the rich kids. Or the kids who happened that what they were aiming for didn't need a lot of resources. Um, Because I have been, like, primarily a person who likes working in physical mediums all of my life it's like oh, i want to work on this project that stuff costs way too much money i suddenly can't complete this project or there's just no way of getting hold of that or this and after you do a hundred projects that you can't finish because you were just missing something that was entirely out of your grasp because of things beyond your control that destroys your drive. But if <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you want you want to do an oil painting? Oh, here's some oil paints. Oh, you want to build a car? Here's all the components and someone to teach you how to build a car. Um, right. Because the most driven person I know is the same person I know who I just realize I know more than one person who's thrown a Blackberry at a wall to prove they're rich. Um... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, um, but no, he threw a Blackberry at a wall, and the next day I saw him brand new Blackberry, and it's like, and this was like Blackberries at their height. This was like a new Blackberry, and it's just yeah. like, if this is being listened to in the future, remember, uh, a Blackberry was a kind of cellular device that was very expensive for, at its time because they were very high, like highly used. Um, however, this is in the future in the apocalypse. It probably isn't as expensive as an actual food blackberry. That's what that's what they are in. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> just big basketfuls of blackberry mobile phones <laughs> for a single fruit blackberry. Um, uh. But no, it's like he was one of the most driven people I knew, and I hated him. Uh, not because he was driven, because he was rich. And he believed right. that divinely made him better than everyone else. Uh, well, personally, I think it's... I think what defines drive is is, is, is getting to a wall with something or, or getting or failing at something and then choosing to fight past the pain of that no. failure and then continuing on with And there is the sound of a man who either had the resources or didn't go with things that he didn't need resources for. Well, alright. Because First here's all, the thing. True. You cannot push through a wall, wall that you do not have the resources for. You can bang your head against a wall for a hundred years 
and all you all do I don't is... mean physical. No, no. I don't mean I don't, monetary. No, I mean there are things in the way. It's like, okay, maybe you're not physically strong enough to do this thing. Then you can push through that by getting stronger. But if you're someone with muscular dystrophy and someone's like, well, get stronger, it's like, fuck off. They're never going to be able to do that. they got to just piss off. Um, what? I'm not talking about No, what I'm saying is... Of... No, but it's not that degree. That's just the state. It's an extreme example, but it's okay, so just... I'm going to I'm going to give you an example then. Okay, so... You're, you're doing a project. Say you're you're learning to draw something. I don't know. You're le- learning to draw uh, a fox, and uh, you, you get to the fox and you can't draw its face, and you've been drawing this face loads and loads, and it just it keeps on looking wrong, and you just think, why am I bothering? Why am I bothering trying to draw foxes, or why am I bothering trying to draw anyway? Because I can't draw this face. Okay. And that's that mental... A lot of it is mental. No, it's not the mental aspect. Some people will have trouble with that. But when it comes to drawing like that, it's like, okay, that's fine, that's solid. But the thing is, you draw a hundred fox faces, you'll get better at drawing fox faces. And also that will cost you about 10p. But let's let's say you are from a broke-ass family, your family doesn't have a computer, you've never actually seen a fox, but you really want to draw a fox. Mm. You can't go and see a fox. All you've got is this one photo of a fox. And then suddenly you try and draw that fox, and you get really good at drawing this one picture of a fox. Mm. Now, you then try and draw it from a different angle, and suddenly it sucks. You do not have the resources. Library. Not everyone lives near a library. Um, look, what I'm oh, saying I is, think you'll be very okay, specific. and also the fact that a lot of people aren't allowed to go to libraries. It's... What? Uh, like, their parents would have to take them to a library, and their parents would refuse because crap parents. Um, my parents aren't, okay. like, not saying that, but I'm having recently worked in a school, I'm aware there is a lot of crap parents. Um... Not a lot. There's like a few. Um, But the general point is when it comes to drawing it's not a good example because most people if they want to can become good artists. But when they try and do it as an adult they've already hit so many roadblocks as children in other areas that they don't believe they can do it because their drive to do things at this point has just been absolutely crushed. There is always a way to to combat it. No, there isn't. There. Oh, I just I disagree. No, some people fully, fully. No, you are absolutely wrong. Rock. No, I'm right. No, you aren't. You're being elitist. Elitist. Yes. In what way? Saying In that the fact people, that people you can have change. had access to resources that many people will not have access to. True. I, I've okay. also not had access to resources that people have, other people have had access to. No, but the areas you have wanted to go 
generally speaking, haven't always needed those additional resources. So here's the thing. I think you and I, when we got into like 3D art and animation and stuff, one of my big roadblocks was that I wanted to go into stop motion animation. Stop motion animation is expensive. So I got around that mm. roadblock by um, just like animating Lego figures because those are what I had on hand and they are reasonably cheap or like just moving bits of stuff across a table and taking a lot of photos and putting it into Movie Maker. It wasn't good, but it was a way to beat the initial roadblocks and I could continue going in that direction. And because of being quite a resourceful person, I was able to continue doing stop motion animation for quite a while before eventually running out of time, which wasn't a roadblock. That was just personal choices. Um, so running out of time wasn't a roadblock. But not having the money to like buy the proper materials like wire or like metal tubing or like plasticine for this stuff was a roadblock for me as a child because there just wasn't the money to buy those things. Now, imagine you want to go into stop-motion animation and you don't have a camera. Well, That's... there are always things that no. have limited you. Yeah. yeah, so here's the thing. That's a roadblock. And a lot of people with resources will not even consider that there would be roadblocks in that specific area. They would consider, like, the materials as roadblocks, but wouldn't, like, consider the cameras. They wouldn't consider... Because most people can get access to paper. So drawing is, like, fine. It's fairly roadblock-free. Um, but if you want to get into IT, I know a lot of the kids at the school, at home, they didn't have access to computers, so they could not get into coding. The like local libraries were only open so long per day with limited resources, even on the computers that they had. Okay. There are a lot of roadblocks that a lot of people face day to day that we wouldn't even consider. And of, to of be course. fair, in a lot of adults, this exists because... So the internet sort of destroyed a lot of roadblocks, um, which was a really big deal. As much as I don't like Amazon, it's done a huge amount for reducing... Uh, roadblocks by reducing prices of things by essentially being able to sell it en masse. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean there aren't roadblocks. There are children... How, how do you explain uh, people from very, very poor backgrounds who have become successful? Because that's luck. And you no. can work as hard as you no. can. Okay, Marcus. Like, when we talk poor, are we talking like the story of Richard Branson here? Or are we talking like starting in a third world country, malnourished as a child? So, there's there's an artist that I really respect and like uh, called Ash Thorpe. Um, and he, he started off uh, from a from a very poor background, and he he you know gradually worked his way up, and eventually is now one of. I mean, he's 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 making incredible stuff, and you know that was because he 
he just has this drive, this incredible drive. Sometimes I think it's pretty unhealthy, but <laughs> he has this drive, and then uh, that's what he said. He's he says a lot of what drives him is the fear of fear of being poor again, which I thought was a funny. And I'm funny going to put this out there right now. For sorry, Ash Thorpe, you said. Ash Thorpe, yes. For every, for, for every Ash Thorpe, there are rarity, there are a thousand thousand people with the same drive that he has, or even more by a significant margin that never made it and will never make it because of luck. You, he oh, is. Well, yes, look, has he is an outlier. You cannot. It's whenever you hear celebrities on the news being like, "Ah, oh, follow your dreams. You you can get there one day." That's really bad advice because they're ignoring the well, fact that they yeah. got incredibly lucky. Luck always has something to do with anything. Yes, but if, if but you cannot point out this incredibly small minority and go, "They tried hard and they got what they wanted," because no, they like. Thousands of others tried hard. The only difference between them and those thousands of others is luck. Yeah, but you create your own luck. No, well. you don't. You do. No, okay, they if, got if, 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 they got lucky. Someone noticed them by turning their head to the left slightly at just the right time to see a painting they did, or hearing a speech they give, or knowing the right because... person, or. Like, because they did that painting. Because they did yes, that speech. Yes, but so many people did those paintings and did those speeches and never got any recognition for them. Of course. And the thing is, you're trying to say that an outlier should be considered the basis for putting in the time and effort. No. You will not get recognised if you do not put in the time and effort. I agree with that. Well, of course. actually that's a lie. Some people will, but they tend to be born very, very rich. Um, but you cannot say you cannot include the outliers because it doesn't make sense. It's a really bad way to go through life, assuming that people are successful. One hundred, like that, anyone who puts in the effort can be successful. And making your own luck is. I t- Sorry, I hate to be like actually slightly mean to you, but it's dog shit. I d- well, okay, all right. Okay, I, I want to kind of finish this topic in in a way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing, and and you can say one more thing as well. But I'm gonna give an example of myself. All right, and this is creating my own luck. Sorry, right? I'm I'm gonna say this now. Yes, I cannot let you control this argument like that. Because if we both get one more thing to say, then I have no way of arguing back against incorrect points. It's a way of ending a discussion that leads to well, yeah, no functional purpose. Yes. <laughs> because one of us... Because we disagree, is, that's the thing. But no, it's this is an issue that I have, which is that people end topics with this will control the argument. And you cannot control the argument in a one-on-one. Okay. It How is, do you want to end this then? Like, if it ends naturally, that's fine. 
if someone moves it won't off went of up. it. <laughs> it won't. But if it doesn't end, it doesn't end. That's kind of the function of these things. Um, but if I went, okay, I'm going to say one last thing, and then we're going to walk away from it, then no, that's a shit, shitty move on my part. But if you're smart about it, and just to be clear, I'm not calling you a dick on this one. It's just genuinely a thing I have seen so many dicks do is that they will essentially go, I'm meeting you halfway on this, so you get to make a point as well as me, which is that effectively they're still controlling the argument, they're just appeasing the other person, we're walking away with them still believing they were correct having changed no part of their opinion. It is... Well, I'm just saying... Because I, I, I know we clearly fundamentally degree, uh, disagree on this, like on a fundamental basis. So, so we aren't going to change each other's mind. But maybe if if anyone, if anyone is listening, <laughs> then they can glean something from what we've been saying, rather than us trying to convince the other person, because that isn't going to happen. Okay, but just to be clear, and I want to be very solid on this. Perfect. I am really annoyed. By your opinion of this. Like, I'm really annoyed with your opinion of this. No, because my opinion is that the system needs to change because it's not fair that any of this be based on luck. It should be based on hard work and that we should not hold luck above all else. Uh, which we do. We don't mean to do it, but it is what we do. It's we praise the lucky few as opposed to praising the hard-working. I... Okay. No, I'm not going to say anything. No, <laughs> you did say, if you want to make another point, you can. Okay, but I'll make my other point. I'll make my other point. All right. So, you, you, know, you know I've worked myself almost to death on a lot of things. Yeah. Or, or, or like, trying to, trying to get a job doing this um and there was uh th- there was a point where i did uh, these textures within 30 days kind of like w- once a day um just to try and like improve or or d- do something like that and i i saw my opportunity uh in inktober to kind of do something unique and interesting um uh, uh, and i and I, I i chose to do that like that was a, a conscious decision to kind of like do this and get those out, and 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 one of those one of those um, textures was seen by an art director, the art director that I'm now currently working under, and yes, that is luck, that is luck. But if if I hadn't chosen to do those things, I would never have gotten this opportunity, and I wouldn't have created that look. If you want to call, if you want to call it luck, in that sense, um, Marcus. Okay. Yes. So, I'm going to put this out there. Let's say you have, like, spare money and you want to invest it. And you go to a financial advisor. I don't know if this is actually what financial advisors do. And the financial advisor says, okay, here's some stock options. This one's fairly slow, but is safe. You'll get an increase of, like, 1% or 2% on your investment a year. This one's dangerous and... You know, it'll work. Like, fine, you might lose the money, which is unfortunate, but you'll earn, like, 
10 20% a year. Yeah. That financial advisor is good because he's telling you, or they, financial advisors can be men or women or other. Uh, <laughs> um, they're telling you. Two dimensions are very inclusive. Yes, I try to be. Um, there's a thing, I've started trying to use they more often instead of uh, gendered pronouns because I've realised I'm too lazy to use gendered pronouns. Um, it's a lot more effort. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, look at me, equality via laziness. Um, <laughs> no, so you have that one financial advisor who's telling you to just like hedge your bets, like have as many different options as you can. But then there's a second financial advisor who says, right, you've got £100. Buy £100 worth of lottery tickets every week. Eventually you'll win. Which financial advisor is better? Well, obviously the first. Right. So the thing is, the second one, you have a much higher chance of... uh, You have a chance of getting a lot more money because it's the lottery. But you are effectively throwing away your money. Because the chance of winning are incredibly low. Your point is arguing the same thing. It's how much effort can you put in on the basis of luck alone being the thing that gets you to the end goal. But how in, many in how many times spend. can you fail because you didn't get lucky before it destroys your spirit? As as much as you can push on. That's, that's the thing. Yes, but what happens when you can't push any further? What happens when you hit a breaking point? Because everyone that's when you has a breaking point. Great. So luck is a bad aspect to this. You cannot have the basis of any of this be luck. Because it means that you can break having had no way to win. Uh, what was the second thing you wanted to talk about (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah okay Um, Uh. okay Uh, because I'm I'm aware that what I effectively have done for a lot of this is accidentally filibuster um and I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, is this a dick thing to say what I'm about to say? Uh, because earlier I dug into you for trying to control how the thing went. What? Oh, the... Um, oh, I don't, I don't care. Okay, don't no, care. no, I was going to say, we if just... there's a last piece you want to say, you can have it. But that's not me trying to control the conversation. It's... Like, oh, no, I no, no, just no, no, don't no. want to be in a situation where I'm filibustering and then you don't get a chance. Oh, no, I just... I I know we're two... We have two different opinions on this. Yeah. I've just... Um, I've wanted to get my opinion out and your opinion out as well. Actually, and hopefully can, can I talk been... about this then? Yes, go for it. Um, a big part of why I really like my friend group is because of the arguments. Um, because I have lost so many friends to arguing with them that it's quite sad. But, 
Really? Oh, yeah. No, no. Because most people, if you argue with them and you say anything that's like opposed to their opinion, they immediately act up like you've just called them fucking idiots. Uh. And the thing is, in this friend group we have, and I have, like, I think with everyone, I've had, like, slight issues, especially with the number of um, arguments I've had with one of our close, um, with one of our... Oh, we love, we love our arguments. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, yeah. we all tend to be very chill at the end of arguments of, like, okay, I know you're not a bad person. I know you're not calling me an idiot. And so the thing is, we can have these, like, really weirdly in-depth arguments and just be super chill about it. Like, there's some things we could not argue for where it's just like, oh, no, that's beyond the pale. But, like, because I am fully aware that you aren't arguing for, like, a bad thing, you're just arguing for a thing that isn't my opinion... Yeah, that makes the argument like actually a, like it makes the argument go from being an argument to like an actual discussion. We just have it in right. the style of an argument, and yeah. I really like that because you cannot have that with a lot of people. It's um, I remember like at one point like before college, um, I w- we had to have this debate. Um, and someone tried to attack the team I was on because we were told to argue points. I think it was, I think the, I think it was saying like, um, should there be a limit on the number of children a family can have? Um, and we were arbitrarily split into two teams: those in favour of limiting the number of children a family can have, and then those saying you should be allowed to have as many as you want. Yeah. Um. And I think I was on the team saying that you should be limited. Um, Someone on the opposing team walked over and just started throwing punches. And it's like, (laughs) he got so angry and we were like, no, 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 this isn't any of our opinions. And he was like, well, then you shouldn't be asking for it. It's like, what? He's going to be one of the next politicians. It's like, sorry, I said asking, not arguing. Um, there, um, but yeah, it was just like I hated that guy. Um, but yeah, it's like a thing of yeah, we actually had a discussion here um, that actually had some points, um, yeah. even if they wouldn't get us any points in a debate. Um, it's all about just it. It's about being... existing. Um, yeah, and so it's it's a very. Uh, yeah, as it turns out, we're, uh, we're one of those rare groups of people that are like, we don't need to have the exact same opinions to be friends. We just have to be vaguely aware that no one is going to start, like, unnecessarily murdering babies. Yet. No, at all. Don't start murdering babies. I haven't. No, I've I've got my eye on you. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but... Not for, not for murdering you, because you're a baby... <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant... Sorry, you said yeah, and I was like, Marcus, don't go and murder any babies. Um, oh, no, no, but if I, if I start, like, murdering, it's because my brain will have snapped, and that's not fair to blame me for that, because I'll be a nutcase. And that's a different person to the person I currently am. 
There we go. And I'm trying very hard not to snap. Um, Positivity and optimism. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Sorry. So there's a lot of corona going around at the moment. So there this is. next topic is sort of about corona, sort of about Pathfinder. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I know you're not there, but it's more of just a really annoying thing that's happened, and I need to like yeah, talk go for about it. it. Um, oh, so first things first. Oh, the annoying thing. You've you've left Pathfinder. Grr. I have, yes. Um, no longer... That's not the annoying thing. It's chill. It's if you need to sleep. If it was like you had a different friend group and that's why you couldn't <laughs> be there, I'd be livid. Um, yes. That's also a joke. No, um, basically, the plan for the game I'm currently running has existed more or less in the form it currently does since January of this year, prior to yes. Corona being a big deal. Um. So, there's, like, a few major cities in the setting. Um, and one of them is called Forsake, and one of them is called Hive. These are the first two cities that, in the campaign proper, they're going to go to. Now, mm. sorry, this is a lot of explaining. I know a lot of people aren't going to be interested in Pathfinder, but I am, so screw you. Is uh, the city of Forsake. Ha- each city has a mage controlling it. Each mage has, like a thematic element. Um, so Forsake is loneliness, and Hive is disease. And I'm like, like, oh, for fuck's sake, do I really want to do... <laughs> do I really want to do, like, two... Like, the first, most of the start of this game being on um, loneliness, you know, like how everyone's got to stay two metres apart and stay inside, not talk to their friends and essentially abandon oh, wow. others. Yeah. And then have one that's primarily about disease, you know, the thing that's causing all of that. And it's wow. just like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's just like, it's this really... <laughs> you yourself into yeah, it's this really weird timing of like, oh, I know it's not the worst thing about Corona, but, oh, it's another mark against Corona. Um... Sorry, it's gen- this is more just like a weird element of coincidence of like, ah, oh, it's there, and I'm annoyed by it. Um, hang on, I very yeah, briefly yeah. want to check something, because it's, um, yeah, okay, um, so... The city they're going to after that is a city primarily based on death. So... Uh Oh, even better. Yeah, so it's just sort of like, oh, okay, what are the three main elements of uh, Corona? Um, (laughs) Is there there a city which is happy? um, Yeah, weirdly, it's the one about death. Is there a city with unicorns? Uh, Yeah, weirdly, it's the city about death. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's not even a joke. No, no, um, it's... I'm not going to go too far into it, but it's just, like, because death is absolute, it's just sort of, like, it's a weirdly chill city. Um, yeah. Whereas all the others are just sort of, like, nope, I'm actively going to be a dick to all of the citizens. Um, oh. Because death while, is a thing that you should definitely try and come to terms with at some point. Um, yes. I don't want to. I've accidentally convinced myself I'm immortal, but 
Um, if, if it works for you, it works it for you. It doesn't. It's only a temporary fix, and one day it's going to break, and it's going to end me. Um, we will all die one day. No, so. all, of, all of you listening at home will die one day. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> like Fingers crossed. Ge- genuinely, it's like, as much as death is scary, imagine living forever in, like... Okay, the two big scary things about living forever are one that you continue to age and live forever, and it's just sort of oh like God. at some point you're just you like this. A yeah, it's just sort of like at some point your body starts to fail, but like your sentience remains, and it's like ah, oh. and then the question of what is human comes into play. Um, become space dust. Well, yeah, but it's like you're shriveling to a walnut, and it's like, well, the walnut still technically has like brain electricity going on. So, is it still yeah. human and alive? Um, oh, we could debate that for yeah. A while. I'm not. I mean, actually, I'd rather have that debate Me than uh, the part well, yeah. one. <laughs> um, but then the other thing is, it's like. Well, one day the Earth's going to explode. And it's like, what if we can't get off the planet before then? Or, like, because assuming, like, you live forever, but you stay, like, as young as you are. Like, you stay at the age you are. It's like, well, then what happens when, um, like, what happens if you get trapped somewhere? Like, and no one can find you or knows you're there. Are you just stuck there forever indefinitely? And it's like, yeah. what happens at the end of the universe? See, I've I've often thought many many times about being immortal and just like the horrors of it. <laughs> it's like, um, I just be, it'd be a trip. That's 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 for sure. Because the thing is, if people suddenly became like that kind of immortal, time travel would exist a lot sooner than it otherwise would. Because you'd suddenly have people trying desperately to avoid the end of the universe. Mm. Um, But it's also like a thing of, what do you do with that much time? Uh, I I feel like you will just get to a point where you just, you just become one with the universe. You kind of reach enlightenment, but also the opposite of enlightenment. Because at what point do you just begin taking like the hardest possible drugs? Like very quickly. I yeah, <laughs> it's like oh god, I'm thirty years old and I can't die. Um, it's, I mean, it's because it's like yeah, because suddenly time isn't your enemy, and like as humans, the one thing that binds all of us is that time is kind of our enemy. Um, ah, we should look to Tolkien and the elves. Because the elves are immortal, and they they go on to create beautiful works of art and uh, among other stuff, which is it's probably an idealized version of immortality. Yeah, because the fact is, if no, wait, hang on, how does war work if everyone's immortal? It becomes more fun. <laughs> because do you just like? <laughs> Does it just become, does it just revert to, like, the oldie fights, where it's like, okay, we're going to meet on this battlefield, and then it becomes a paintball fight, but with real bullets? Rock, paper, scissors. Because, okay, so so in this assumption, 
it's like you die you can die temporarily but not permanently so it's like if you get shot in the chest it takes like a few hours yeah. or maybe days for like the wound to close and you to return to life but it will always like the wounds will always close and your body will always find a way to return you to life right so but if you take it as you literally can't die as in like you can always keep going then it becomes a really stupid game of rugby because then all because then if you want to like stop your enemy's army it's just a case of right everyone we've given you all of you 10 sets of handcuffs <laughs> run at the enemy and just start handcuffing uh... the fuckers it's because how just the idea of being trapped somewhere for a tenny just horrifies me. Yeah, it's um, because I mean, like nothing can like no, I say nothing can really trap you forever. And then I remembered, well, no, but like you could be trapped in the void of space, just adrift with nothing to do, nothing within reach. Yeah. Um, I had to say with nothing to do because it's like technically we are adrift in the void of space. We're just on a really big rock oh, with a bunch of other people. <gasps> what if when the world blows up, everyone just like otters up? Otters. You know how what? otters, when they're like, uh, like on the water and there's like a current to make sure they don't like drift apart, <laughs> they'll just like, like link hands. Link hands. Like yeah. world's about to explode and just like Earth's about to explode and just like fling everything into space and it's just like everyone's like right okay but well he's like really strong handcuffs like. Click, 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 and everyone's just like this human line, and then it's just like this ridiculously oh, wow. long line of humans, and it's just the most terrifying space fleet in existence. <laughs> it's just like, just like every once in a while, like everyone will suddenly get pulled towards a planet, and it's like, haha, sentient life. <laughs> it's that is, but it's like, <laughs> oh, you'd have to play like a game of telephone to get like instructions from one end to the other. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we're heading towards a planet. What do we do? Okay, everyone on the other side of the line has to like pull at the same time, and so it's just like, okay, and everyone has to be like, okay, pull at the same time, pull at the same time. Towards the end of the line, it's like legumes, but by the bucket. It's like, what does that mean? The, I don't know. It's advanced Mexican way. Yeah. It's, oh man, that'd be great. That's that's a story for a novel. That's <laughs> you will that's write one. Genu- I I I don't know how I fit that into the Starfinder campaign, but I really want to. It's just like I would be able to fit it into one of my campaigns. God, you really <laughs> would. Sorry, it's we haven't t- we didn't talk. No, we haven't. This is the second episode. It's the fact that one of your campaigns uh, had. Um, Mad Mouse Fury Road. Um, <laughs> yes. It was. Sorry, I want. I want to. I want to explain. Um, of I want. I want, to, I want to explain a bit here, because um, most of our friends at this point, ha- like the core group, has run an RPG. Most people have run just Five E. I've run every system I can trick people into playing. Um, <laughs> so most of mine are. Uh, except the second one, which I will admit was shoddy from the get-go. Um, 
I like these sort of open world campaigns. Here's a world. Go do things. Which isn't the best structure to a thing, but you know, whatever. Um, but it's sort of a fairly standard slash steampunk setting because I like sci-fi elements and steampunk. Um, it's what yeah, it's my yeah. comfort zone. Um, Marcus's comfort zone features um, sewers. Um, being shanghaied into terrorism. I don't know if I'm using shanghaied there properly, but it's what I've heard of people use. Um, I, yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. Us successfully guessing that there were dogs playing poke around a corner. Um, it's uh, at one point a chess game that threw us into space. And important. Oh yeah, yeah. The weird, holy shit! There's physics to play with. Jack must break. <laughs> um, I, but I no, it. Yeah. Um, so the setup was: we were in a sewer, and we had to go clear it of a fucking sentient snot. As it turned out, a blockage. Yes, yes a sentient snot. Um, yes. So we go through this thing, and suddenly it's sand instead of like dirt. I think. And there's these little buildings roughly the size for rats. Anyway, Rat Pope comes out, and I'm like, ah, oh, Rat Pope. And everyone else is like, we're just going to walk through this. It essentially poses no challenge, but confuses the fuck out of everyone because it's so absolutely and arbitrarily random. Forgetting that everything Marcus does is entirely arbitrarily random. Um, I'm reasonably sure he builds his dungeons by rolling a D100 table, except the D100 table is he's written the numbers 1 to 100, then written letters onto baked beans and thrown them at the chart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to dispute that. I don't know if that was mean or just like... Not very accurate. Um, but basically, so we went off, we dealt with the issue, we came back, and instead of there being like this sort of fairly modern city of rats with the rat pope, it was now straight up Mad Max Fury Roading it. And the weird thing is, Marcus hasn't watched or doesn't know what Fury Road is. Um, yeah. It's. I really want to talk about your just lack of knowledge of all media. Um, I was just doing other stuff all the time. Yeah, no, no, it's like it's absolutely fair. It's, it was sort of a point I was going to bring up earlier, but then I was like, "Nah, I already don't like your point. I'm not going to give you fuel." Um, but no, I like I, I like being not in the know of stuff. To be honest, it, it makes things more <sighs> it's surprising when I when I get told stuff. Yeah, um, but no, it's like we came back through the rat thing, and there was like the rat hope was still alive driving a rat-sized monster truck and it ha- and the rat had mechanical yeah. legs. And yes. I just, like, I put it in a hat. Um, and it's... It, it, was, it was doing some sick riffs on his guitar as well. It was doing some sick riffs on a guitar. It was all just terrible. I, like, good terrible, but, like, terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know how else to yeah. put it. It's, like, fun, but terrible. Um, it was a catastrophe. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I want. I'm replacing you in episode three. Um, no, but it's. Oh, I fucking love your campaigns, but they are. 
it's Thank the you. thing is, it's like your your games need to be in like they're lovely all over the place, but they need to be consumed in very small amounts. Yeah, it's. I also don't think you can produce it in a large enough quantity to like cause us problems, but I yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They're just very self-contained, and they're very they, yeah. They don't really have. It's like you a, a structure. You seem to come up with like because your first campaign was very much you came up with a concept, and I think you did yeah. the thing I do, which is you come up with an interesting idea for a world, and then you try and fit a campaign around yeah, yeah. that. Which is why I'm sort of hoping my current campaign is going to be better because I've come up with the. Um, campaign and then I've gotten the world to fit around that it's like right, right. I've I found all the like I haven't like set a quest like I haven't set like an actual line of like what everyone's going to do the whole way from like level 1 through 20 but I'm like okay what are the core elements you need for an interesting campaign right can this place sustain that no somewhere else does this place yes great, here, change mm. it up enough that it works even better. Um, because Tricell was uh, hugely different as of <laughs> like December 2019. Um, right. It was, I think the layout of the map and one city stayed where it was. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do really like your games, but they are a cl- yeah, not for the faint hearted. Yeah, it's and... um I I have a file uh, like uh, in OneNote just called the Marcus Dungeon. Oh, I'd also like to yeah, sorry, this is actually nothing, sorry, I didn't it just occurred to me. Uh is that Marcus occasionally does like weird fetishy things in his game. Um What? I do not. I do not. I dispute this fact. Uh, a mat, a ball, a fat man dressed as Goldilocks tied to a bed. Is something that yes, you did because he was an actor. He was supposed to be an actor, and Look, it was funny because it's a man in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need to be tied to the it. bed. He did. Wait, no, 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 no. But I that's... think you specifically said at some point he was like tied to the bread spread eagle, or something. It's yeah, because because th- they needed to make him sleep in the bed, but also, you know, keep him still, because his his daughter had been captured. And, uh... <laughs> Look, people at home, I do not introduce my fetish my fetishes into. <laughs> I don't even have fetishes. Oh, everyone does. Probably. Um, yeah, probably. yeah, it's like... Eh, eh. Mine's Goldilocks. <laughs> Mine's a hairy Goldilocks. Okay. Um, hang on, I'm trying to work out how... I think in this context, like, a man dresses Goldilocks is also referable as hairy Goldilocks, but, like, your fetish being Goldilocks is... Hmm... No, no, no. I I imagine that what? there's enough like enough sexy Halloween costumes of gold locks that that's not that weird. Um, <laughs> it's I, no, my first is the fucking porridge. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
Ah, this porridge is too hot to stick my dick in. This porridge is too cold. This porridge is just right. Slap, 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 slap. Mm. Um, Marcus, you're making a mess all over the kitchen. <laughs> um, but no. I think... Should we end this soon? It's almost two hours Um old. Yeah, hang on, sorry. I just want to say, I, I tried making a um, dungeon that was just like horribly eclectic and like the level of what you make. I got about three oh, rooms dude. in and gave up. So I was like, what? Why, why, why am I trying to do this? I'm going insane. Um, yeah, yeah, don't. Don't. No. Um, oh. Um, but yeah, it's... Anyway. Uh, oh, man, is there like, stuff we're supposed to do? Oh, we would like to point out, last week we attempted to plan all of this. Um, and now we, we we're have We're just doing it freeform. Um, because we got, like, one piece of feedback on the last one. Well, no, I, I got two pieces, Marcus got one. My piece was that I'm too quiet in these, uh, which I do to try and balance the fact that um, Marcus talks none and I talk all. Uh, I, I'm aware that's not... Probably not the way you should do it. But yeah. No, that's not actually true. I think we're talking at the same volume in the recordings. Um, I... Okay. God, I just realised how much my mouth hurts. Um, it's a long podcast. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that this room is boiling hot and I am sick. Um, yeah, get some water, man. Oh, uh, water? Fish piss in it. Uh, <laughs> I drink. I, I yeah. drink. Um, but yeah, no, because like, uh, the other piece was that we don't talk as we normally talk on this podcast. And it's like, nah. Artificial. This is very much how we talk. This, yeah. I mean, this is a lot more talking be... than we usually do. Um, but it, it is, yeah, it is pretty much how we talk. This is, it's, <laughs> person to person. it's like, genuinely, it's, you know, our chemistry is, like I said earlier, uh, two beakers of water being poured into one beaker of one large enough beaker for both beakers of water. Two two robots talking to, to each other, trying to become something. Uh, we're two robots, both attempting to give a uh, Turing test to the other. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't really work, because as it turns out, we don't respond well enough to the Turing tests, because we're trying to do the Turing test. <laughs> Just like, ah, why is this happening? Um, it's yeah. As right. it turns out, two vaguely similar white dudes does not make for a thrilling. Hmm. Well, there's only one other thing before before I'd like to finish. Uh, I, I want I want to do my art shout out again because I liked that last time. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna do one. I'm just gonna be like the artist of the week or the or the, or the Artists of the podcast, I don't know. Um, but this this one is one of my favorite my favorite artists. Um, been for a while. Uh, he's a guy called Carl Sisson. He works for Weta over in New Zealand, yeah. uh, and he's their he's their mat. Uh, he's their lead mat painter, and 
his works are fantastic. They are equal parts surreal, um, hauntingly beautiful, and very uh, unique. I, I can only describe it like that. You, you will have to see them for yourself if you haven't already. And that's that's me done for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Is there anything I would else like to say this. Like, my dream job would be working for where it's... I imagine it's like you would love that. Yeah. It is gen- genuinely it's a thing. Of, if I had had the re like because the I I like this isn't even going back into that thing from earlier. Um, it's I don't know if you ever looked at the price of like silicon rubber and all that jazz, but like it's expensive. Yeah. It's um like yeah, I mean you you love that yeah because the thing is like, it's like. Yeah. My reason that I haven't... Going back to the earlier point of, like, uh, hitting a brick wall is because I've always been like, no, no, okay, this isn't, like, an error in how I'm looking at this. It genuinely just is, like, these things are expensive because they just are. But it's, like, I I kept, like, I do a lot of, um, like, sculpting in, like, plaster scene with, like, fairly cheap makeshift tools uh, I do a fair amount of like painting, um, and like cosplay bits and bobs. To be fair, I didn't yeah. get into cosplay till I had money to spend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like because I, I had a weird thing with cosplay that was just sort of like, oh, okay, I technically have the skills to do this. I'm gonna put the money in, and then it turned out I'm quite good at it. <laughs> right, right, and that was a fucking neat one. Um, but yeah, it's, oh, I'd love to work for, genuinely, just any, like, outside of teaching, um, the things I want to go for are primarily, like, that sort of more, physical yeah, like um, because as it turns out, I don't actually like CG very much, um, I've started, re- sorry, this, I know it's mm. tangent, but like, I know I'm supposed to be finishing up, um, I don't like CG that much. Um, I've started realizing in a lot of things, um, it is so incredibly noticeable to me what is and isn't CG. Um, that it's almost like looking at takes you out bad two D animation over like live action. It's like oh, really? if it works, if it's what you're going for. But it doesn't work anymore. And it's like, what I've realised, the real thing that's broken it for me, is I was watching a a film recently, and I was like, that sleeve looks really weird. Um, And it turns out that the reason it was weird was because they'd CG'd over the sleeve. CG sleeve. Um... Because essentially they realised the sleeve had um, set uh, the original fit video. The sleeve had, um, I mean, this isn't really CG, um, but it is just like a thing of video effects that had to be done in sort of like, like a correcting. way of tracking. Is that the original sleeve yeah. had um, not buttons? What are they called? Like um, patches sewn uh. to it. Yeah. Um, and some of them weren't 
appropriate for certain international audiences. Um, uh. So they'd gotten rid of them, and I was like, that's quite good, but I can clearly tell that it's been done. Yeah. Like, the effects have been used there, and I'm like, eh. Takes you out of it. Yeah, yeah it's and like it's that. like, yeah, and it's yeah. a problem. It's like, and the thing is, I don't like <laughs> films that aren't like action films. So it's just sort of like, fuck, I've got nothing to watch. Um, All right. It's, I like my big blockbusters. I'm a basic person. Um, explosions. Explosions are fun. Um, but yeah. I, I do like a, a, a deep, deep film. I'm a deep film guy. I'm an art film guy, yeah. I'm criticize me how you I'm not, I'm like yeah. I don't I don't care. <laughs> to each their own, except on that point from earlier, because you're elitist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. I am. I am. what I'm elitist Oh for oh you Oh is that one of yes! the words? You Oh, oh damn Absolute <laughs> I didn't have to do any editing, I just had to cut the I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's it, it, well, if we end it soon, yeah. If we end it soon, I can get cut. rid of it really easily. Okay. Um, there we go. Where was that? That would have been like twenty. That would be two hours and four minutes. Okay. Um, sorry for swearing. There. I actually have to bleep that one because it's. Um, I do apologize. Because, so I, so I actually don't know what the words we aren't allowed to use are, but I'm just sort of like there is a mutual friend of ours who is against several words in the extreme. And if I use them around them, they will stop it being my friend immediately. Um, so, yeah, gotta. We've we've tried to be good. What? No, no, at it's last, at the last hurdle. It's yeah. It, okay, no, okay. Anyway, um, a- end of the podcast. Um, bye. Yes. Say say Thank bye. Thank you, Mark, everyone. But ass that bye bye, has made bye bye everyone. Me edit this more than I wanted to. Curse me, <sighs> Dick. Hello, it's editing Jack for a bit here while I explain two points. One of them's technical gubs, and it's entirely one of them is the point on swearing. So we are including swearing i wasn't originally going to because i wanted the podcast to have as wide appeal as possible and i've decided against that now because honestly it's just the two of us having a bit of a chat we swear when we talk it's not hugely common and because we are being recorded it does slightly amp up for myself the number of times i swear but Um, There are three words that I'm just not using, and that list may expand. The beep was one of those words. It wasn't used offensively in the context it was used in this episode, uh, as I think it comes across in the editing. But I still want it removed, because even in the context, a lot of people, including kind of myself, find it offensive. So that's why that's happening. List may increase, uh, but swearing will be part of this. We'll sort of try and stick within guidelines of what uh, the (laughs) standards organization for like swearing on TV suggests. I can't remember what they are at the moment, but we'll try and keep that in mind. Also, 
uh, this is very much technical gubs. We are going to have a Patreon in the next few weeks. It's, I'm setting up at the moment. This it, We aren't trying to turn this into a job. Um, this is very much an issue of I don't have the money to replace my hard drives at the moment. And I have realised that the recordings we're doing are sufficiently large that it's going to start taking up a huge amount of hard drive space as we go along. So I'm sort of just on... It's very much technical equipment is what I'm going after with Patreon, not anything like a job. So a few quid here and there would be really handy. As of this point, I haven't decided what the rewards are going to be, or I don't know if anyone's even watching this, but as a general point, uh, this isn't like trying to monetize the show. This is very much a... I... I have several quite old hard drives and a few small SSDs and I'm going to run out of space or they're going to break. So if you do have like a few bob to spare, throw, uh, once it's up and running, throw them away. I'll have a link in the description of the podcast. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you for listening.